0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. George's Rod and Start, the official podcast of the Church of St. George the Marte in Kells River, alongside the chapel of St. Mark and St. Monica's. I'm Lindsay Shooters, your host on this exploration of faith during this time of crisis. And I'm joined as always by a very busy man, the Archdeacon Rodney Whiteman. How are you today, sir? <laughs>
1: Hello, my brother. I, as, a, as you uh, pronounced me busy, I've been quite engaged today. I'm doing very well. Otherwise, um, very grateful to talk to you and also to engage the listeners. On this beautiful night, I must say it's a
0: very beautiful night. It's quite windy in Cape Town, so... um and I, we, we're,
1: yeah. we're driving and we have no problems with the wind.
0: Ah, it's quite windy out here in, in the north by us and the wind puts me in a very bad mood. Uh, but I think I'm a little bit tired as oh. well because I decided to, to travel down from Johannesburg overnight. Quite an impulsive decision um, to reunite a couple on their anniversary today. Um the, oh, right. the husband also commutes between Joburg and Cape Town. So I gave him the opportunity to, to drive with me because I was coming down anyway. So we surprised his wife at like lunchtime this afternoon. Oh lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely. That was wonderful. Wonderful. And in the week of Valentine's Day I was playing Cupid, so I'm I'm quite proud of myself actually. <laughs> no, absolutely,
1: that's very, very important.
0: It is of course tra- transfiguration sunday so there's a lot of transformations um yeah it's it's the it's an interesting thing because all three readings deal with the same theme and then two of them actually speak directly to each other Uh, so you have the gospel of course which is according to matthew chapter 17 verses 1 to 9 Um, And it's all about, yeah, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led him up the high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they appeared to them, Moses and Elijah talking with him. And then God comes in and he's like, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am pleased. Listen to him. And then in the reading from the second letter of Peter, Chapter one, verses 16 to 21. We have not depended on man, on made up stories, on making known to you the mighty coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. With our own eyes, we saw his greatness. We were there when he was given honor and glory by God the Father. When the voice came to him from the supreme glory saying, this is my own dear son with whom I am pleased. We ourselves heard this voice coming from the heaven when we were there with him on the holy mountain so there's a big question here the bible as a reliable source as a reliable witness uh, we obviously know the controversies of the interpretations and the piecing together because i mean these texts weren't just like written in one sort of thing it was pieced together from historical artifacts that were found all over time Um, and it hasn't really been edited with our modern kind of carbon dating and forensic techniques um, since its kind of first press. So how, how do we use this text? Uh, like, how can we rely on this text?
1: Well, I mean, I suppose the same goes for any text that we are sitting with. It's quite interesting you say that. Uh, in America right now, there's controversy around texts written about critical race theory, mm-hmm. uh, black African-American history, um, and, um, you know, those stories from the experience of those who would, you know, say they belong to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you know, I always wondered, for example, when we, when we chose, I, in fact, spoke to a, a New Testament scholar about this who taught Greek and New Testament studies at those universities, an 100-year-old scholar, yeah. and asked him, when our studies, why was the choices made only for authors from England and America, but we avoided um, any texts coming from Rome and also the Greek Orthodox Church and the Russian Orthodox Churches Uh, which is a much more older um, and more traditional form of Christianity and theology. So again, the question would be, in narrative form, a faith story is captured.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, So when we, in our modern day, critique uh, texts and we do this for research, we want to check the historical viability of the, the text itself as a trusted source. Um, but let's say that that uh, faith narrative or the testimony, like Peter said, we actually saw this, we actually heard this. How credible is somebody that witnessed something and then comes and shares it with us um, as soon as the event that they see? And obviously, a witness... Uh, does not tell you everything that happened. They tell you everything that impressed upon their lives, upon their minds, that brought changes to them. Now, you you would notice, we don't know how long the transfiguration um, event took place. Was it a couple of minutes? Was it an half an hour? Because it's quite a dramatic scene that is um, being retold to us. Yeah. That's being shared to us with some validity to encourage us to believe, number one for me, how God participated in the affairs of the world through Jesus Christ, who is related in a way to the prophetic ministries of the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Prominent uh, people, two prominent uh, folk were there moses and elijah yeah and when we go back and we sense but you know moses mm-hmm. did moses die and was buried uh, who was there around to tell us about this
2: yeah
1: elijah yeah. went up on a, 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 a you know on the fiery chariot yeah. so so why why were those two prophets chosen one who was um, a, a very prominent in the liberation Those liberation movement from Exodus so how do they relate in prophetic ministry to Jesus um, who is now the son, they were but prophets, he is the son with whom God is well pleased and and so there's a continuity in the story, in the witness of Peter um, in the telling of the story as Matthew captured it from the sources he heard it from and from the, the the oral traditions that he drew it from so um we 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 we, we hear that we see jesus attached to prophetic ministry uh, elijah was was you know killed the false prophets yeah. um of baal so wh- how does his story relate uh, a very important part of elijah's story You know, both Elijah and and Moses had gone into the the wilderness with God. Moses had gone there, and uh, uh, the burning bush um, story, Elijah had gone to the cave in the mountain and had heard God speak to him in a still, small voice. Jesus um, goes into the wilderness where the temptation happens, Mm -hmm. and then is found on... The, the mount talking the sermon of of the mount uh, which was a new law kind of a new law in the moses tradition and um, and here he says in a text that we uh, that we had a couple of weeks ago i come i come not to abolish the law moses and the law uh, nor the prophets i come to fulfill them so the prophets um, elijah stood in the um, prophetic tradition. So 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 here is a, 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 an understanding of how there's continuity in God, God presenting God's in prophetic ministry and law uh, for the sake of the people, God presenting himself in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, for the sake of the people. And Jesus embodies the traditions of the Old Testament, and so in a way, he fulfills the full understanding of what a Savior would mean for the world. Uh, a Savior who uh, is one that, in whom God finds find pleasure. Those, those are similar words were said at the baptism of our Lord. Yeah. So yeah. It, does, it was a reaffirmation of the role that he was to play of the person he is meant to be. And his connection with God, and uh, it is interesting that Peter says, "In our hearing, we heard this." Yeah. In our hearing, now how do we refute the story of of a witness when when spoken and and written? How do we break down our journalism has lots to do with witnesses. Yeah. Your 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 narrative, your written narrative, depends on stories that are told in the community, narratives that are in, in the parliamentary narratives that happen on a day-to-day basis. Um, how the world engages in in its economy, or what what is happening in in institutions, like the story of the protests. Yeah. You know, from what side do we hear? The, the most credible witness of those stories. And I think the Bible and the biblical story stand in the same kind of narrative. The same kind of uh, sorry, tradition. How do we test the credibility of any witness? Mm. If that's the only story we're going to hear of an event and of a happening. Well, I would say um, the story of my faith is probably, should probably be seen in who i am becoming in the kind of person i'm developing into if the if the, if what i saw and heard had any meaning for my life then it will bring about the growth and the transformation that my life needs and it will be a reference point that when i end up being challenged by doubt when i end up being despondent i can look back
0: to that reference point and say
1: when he is
0: because he was. Mm. But there's also like some foreshadowing here to like the Garden of Gethsemane um, with the the kind of, the, the, the personnel that is recruited to go with him on, onto the mountaintop. And then like Peter yes, was also very much so. the person very much who so. stepped out onto the water with the whole walking on water thing. Um, so my, my question is always, uh, because I, I like to embed my journalism with a healthy dose of indisputable fact. So be it paper trails, be it money trails. I don't like to rely on somebody's testimony because people have their own agendas um, and the the facts will usually um, weed out all, all, of, all of those sorts of things. So you have the same people at these various situations, like central to these, these, these various situations. So then there's no other real witness um and there's Uh. no historical evidence that that we we can draw on obviously uh but be that as it may let's park that for a little bit what is the central kind of purpose of the transfiguration because at this point like jesus has been working miracles um (laughs) like is there more affirmation needed
1: Oh right. Well, that's a very interesting question you're posing now. What I found, what I found very interesting, I think it happened the last two years, was before I could, I never made this connection, but I've made this connection of recent times. As I said, two years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why why does Transformation Sunday happen the week before Lent starts?
2: Mm.
1: When we now go almost as it were backward. Yeah, uh, because our first engagement would be the temptation story. Yeah, uh, the wilderness story, the fasting in the wilderness for forty days, and our our connection with that event of our Lord. So, so were we? Were, is the is are the people of the lectionary, the, the the fathers and mothers of the church, who in their wisdom drew up the cycle of a liturgical year, letting us understand that the very Jesus is going into this place, almost reminding us of what happened at his baptism, mm. how he was affirmed at his baptism. There were no witnesses from the Old Testament like Moses and Elijah. Yeah. The disciples never knew him. John the Baptist was not sure about him at that stage and 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 he was reluctant to even baptize Jesus and Jesus says well uh, let all righteousness be done because that's how God wants it to be so in other words let's do what God wants us to because that's about righteousness so was it an affirmation of his at his baptism his mission starts his ministry starts for the sake of the world he is, he is to have solidarity with sinners, because baptism was seen as the baptism of sinners mm. uh, that John had at Watson. So, is it about his solidarity, his immersion into the world of sin, so that our immersion into his blood would be our redemption? So, is it is it already giving us a sense? That this Jesus, who whom we will now, um, uh, in a very penitential way, embrace uh, as the one who had to meet uh, the enemy. And in yeah. meeting the enemy, practiced the spiritual discipline and practiced the message of scriptures. Mm. Because he used the scriptures in the temptation narrative. Um will we, will we now going to recognize how in him the scriptures are being fulfilled um, and so we take this journey with him having given an understanding that because and you know both narratives of the birth the sorry baptism and the, the transfiguration I think says this is my son with whom I'm pleased Yeah, Let's listen to him so that's the emphasis for me Listen to Jesus, and listening would mean following him. Because as he journeys and we journey with him, we listen to him by observation, by engagement, by part participation, also by acknowledgement uh, of our own um, of, of what's happening in our own lives through confession. Uh, through penitence, through fasting, through the spiritual disciplines that he teaches us. So I think Transfiguration calls me to that place where the one with whom God is ultimately pleased, the one who stands in these prophetic and uh, legal, uh, the law giving, the law of the covenant giving traditions, is the one we are called to listen to him because through listening to him, we are able to listen to God.
0: Mm. But, like, just the, the, the timeline of all of this right now, where it's like, we've had the feeding of the 5,000, we've had the walking on water, so, like, there's, there's already tension between Peter and Jesus. Then you uh-huh. have Peter's confession, and then you have the transfiguration. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's this... Uh, and you know, you know my my feelings about the walking on water way. Where, <laughs> where it was the miracle that was just done for like showboating, um, and then to follow it up with with like this this kind of tra- transfiguration. Like I, I I don't, I I still don't understand the the purpose of it, because what if you remove both the walking on water and the transfiguration from the narrative. To me, like it the the story still ends up at the same place. Um like like it's just it's just it's just like overemphasis at this point.
1: Okay. Very very interestingly um the 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 the, the incident of the transfiguration is um I know I know uh, I know uh, what's his name? There's been two two had great a great sense of connect, connection with with um, the transfiguration um, as we as we you know god draws us into a, an event and a narrative that shows us just how interested connected concerned he is with the world in which we live when jesus goes down that mountain yeah. What does he need? Yeah. Because he, 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 you know, Peter, J, Peter James, and John wants to build um, tents up there. They want to yeah. camp out there permanently. Yeah. You know, um, you know, people who, who long to always be in a spiritual high, where it, where faith is so clear, uh, the clarity of faith, and yet the clarity of faith must bring us back into the valley to engage the world. If that transfiguration had any meaning, then it the meaning would be dealt with. In the engagement with, the, with with what they what was what's going to be met in the world um, because it is an an event extraordinary event you know it's it's a restore historicity will always be challenged because we only really just have peter james and john uh, and our lord jesus who, who would have spoken about all of that up up, up there um, there's also a question as to why Peter, James, and John, and not the other disciples were brought, brought in uh, to, to the frame, and they were the three that went close to Jesus at God of Gethsemane. So what was it that they were, they were needing to be, for want of a, or a better word, groomed in uh, as the future leaders who would continue then taking the journey further when Jesus is resurrected and ascended? Um uh, so 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 jesus builds the movement as it were um god in the transfiguration um you know in the old testament god was scary because you couldn't even touch the mountain for fear you'd die yeah. moses's face or well, moses face was veiled and yet The mountain was the place where God was uh, supposedly, you know, it it was God's abode. It was the meeting place between God and man. And here he draws into the frame. No wonder Peter, James, and John, I mean, I think this text says Peter didn't know what to say because he was so overwhelmed by the experience itself. So what what would be the meaning besides the fact that in it we hear things about Jesus? His his identity is, is highlighted. Um, and and why would we discredit what P- Peter, James and John would tell us? Um, uh, because it was really about the, the identity of Jesus in the human form. Who is Jesus to the world? Who, who can help us understand who Jesus is? We spoke a bit earlier on, on the, of Elijah and 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 um, Moses, yeah. the prophetic, the prophetic um, somebody of the prophetic tradition and somebody of the the law covenant liberation um, yeah. tradition. Also so Jesus went is off to
0: a mountain and for like forty days. Yeah,
1: exactly. So there's re, there's so I mean some some scholars would talk about them as being the pre- prefiguration of Jesus's coming. This was the mold in which Jesus was going to be seen in the future, but they obviously couldn't, couldn't do that because it wasn't revealed enough for them to be able to tell the story. But here you had human beings engaged in this kind of um, uh, engagement with God for the sake of the world, because listen to him. Where were they expected to listen to him? Listen to what he was going to say. Listen to, to the, uh, when he observed his life when you look look at his example, when you follow his teaching which 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 marks marks mark often tells us they just didn't comprehend they were just not they they just it was just past them. what has faith got to do with life
0: mm. <laughs> uh it's it's the belief system that kind of governs your life choices, Ah. Hmm. <laughs>
1: and And what's your purpose what will you what would your purpose be? Why am I here? And how does listening to Jesus help me with all of that and and perhaps other questions that I may need to know about the, the ultimate question would be um, would be for me is that our, the God of, of our creation is the and of our liberation. And of our salvation is the god from whom we come and in whom our destiny is Mm. the god who creates this the earth as the eden garden for us to have fellowship with him in for us to experience the gift of humanity yeah um you know the gift of the beauty of the earth the beauty of god expressed in nature um and and the sense of peace uh, earth is almost an extension of heaven in 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 more material a more material way was that not the vision god had for the garden of eden as the earth the earthly existence
0: now you see but you 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 can't mention like the trans, the, the the quote in the transfiguration where it's like listen to him um, and then the, the, this is always like the the problem it's like Christianity post kind of Jesus obviously um, and then it's like you're always referring back to what came before when when you say you believe that that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the Son of God, and then like all of the evidence points to erasing the past and starting afresh now with the Jesus philosophy. But there's still that, that, you you are also guilty of it where, where you you going back and you're referring to like what what God had intended according to again a, a unreliable witness because those were prophets and more like inspired people who who wrote text and nothing is attributed to like the actual lips of, of God.
1: Yeah. So, so my sense of all of this, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, afraid, I'm not opposed to you calling me what you just said. <laughs> now, guilty of going back, but I would see the reason why I do reflect back is because I see in Jesus the fulfillment thereof. Yeah. So, in order to understand the fulfillment, and I don't, I won't be able to fully understand it. I go back to where it points me, coming where it comes from, mm. to what it means now, in order to look forward to what it would mean tomorrow. Where is it pointing me for tomorrow? Uh, but I can't not look back, and 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 it does force me to think. Where does this all come from? Mm. How does this all connect? What was the meaning originally? And 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 um, you know, it's like you or like me when I talk to you. Uh, inevitably, I'm going to engage your parents. I'm evi- inevitably I'm going to engage their parents. Yeah. Inevitably, I'm going, gra- I'm going to engage context. Where do they come from? Where were they born? Inevitably, I'm going to engage um, their 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 thought process, their belief systems. Mm. Um, some of which can be factual. Others can which we- can which the the, the 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 witness could be narrating their understanding of what that meant to them. So is that perhaps not where faith comes in, where an event happens uh and we're now looking at it and saying ABC happened as far as I could hear and see. And then as we go, almost almost instinctively we say, what does this mean? Hmm. So any event that happens, the witness would always need to, in reflecting upon whatever the facts are for them, would say, what is the meaning of all of this? Mm. Whether the meaning is for personal source or is there learning here collectively for, for us to take forward? And then there's, um, there is built into every um, telling of a story assumptions uh, uh you know i may have seen this i'm not sure uh so how do we actually detect facts and what then what what facts do i need to um to receive faith does this faith lead me to facts does fact lead me to to just does, does fact faith lead me to facts does fact lead me to faith? Where did I start believing? I go back to the baptism service, where parents were asked, "Will you, by your prayer, your example, and your teaching, raise this child?" Mm. So, so the, the the world is captivated in the person and in the and in the narration uh, of my parents, from whom I learn about life and the world. Mm-hmm. I have not yet, opened, my eyes have not opened yet to words um, because you see where now we first had an oral tradition. Um, now we have words and suddenly we are looking for the proof of where this story comes from. No, but I'm just evaluating want...
0: the, the evidence within the story where it's like... Yeah you have you, you have a scene where elijah and and Moses are conversing with Jesus. they don't converse with the they don't interact with the the disciples. The voice comes from above like from from God and God says a very specific thing as this is my son of whom I am most pleased listen to him. So my interpretation is, that just just based by on this evidence that the moses and elijah kind of narratives and lessons and laws and those things are now being replaced by jesus hence that like transfiguration so it's it's then it's then like for me foolish to keep clinging back or keep hopping back to like the Old Testament stuff, when it has been like declared as irrelevant.
1: No, it hasn't. That's where you and I differ. Mm-hmm. I say, I say, in Him, it's fulfillment. Therefore, fulfillment will always help me to go back, to understand and try to understand the story from the beginning.
0: But, it but it if you've been say fulfilled, it's... You, you know the ending. <laughs>
1: Well but that but you see, it's a journey, journey of discovery, rediscovery, a journey of faith, uh, a journey that is cyclical, a journey that takes us into deeper uh, depths, if I can put it like that. Um, uh, so we we, 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 we we are never a, a, it's a continuous pro- process of growing in what these narratives would relate to us. So there's never a time when we when we when we break off the past from where the fulfillment has come, there's always meaning in trying to understand fulfillment through the past and trying to understand the 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 past through fulfillment and and so for me, it's a continuum it's it's a continuum that we are on. Um, and we never lose sight of, of of where we come from. We never lose sight of the meaning of what happened. In fact, I think through you know the resurrection, for example, gave gave the disciples a deeper meaning of what the crucifixion was. Mm. Through the coming of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, "Now the Spirit will help you understand all that I have told you," um, and that gave credence to the building of the of the of the movement as they and, and and as the as the church grew under Paul and Peter um, in the movement of the acts so and then Corinthians and all of that but so so I, I can't see uh, uh, the past being replaced I see it's the fulfillment of what happened in the past and fulfillment is as it were the central pointly bringing the past to it leading us from the place of where the past meets the beginning of the future and leads us, therefore, into the future based on what has now been fulfilled in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: But it's interesting that you bring up like, like the, the movement that was formed and, and described uh, and captured in, in the Acts, where you actually get, and, and again, you, you mentioned the, the Peter and Paul kind of dichotomy. So from, from Peter and the disciples who interacted with Jesus, you get this, this narrative where they are teaching what Jesus taught. They are not really referring to history. All of that comes in through Paul. And you know my thoughts about Paul. (laughs) So now you you have like this this guy who had no interaction with Jesus, who's now referencing all these old things that he's very well versed in because that's what he was trained on. He was a scholar of, Um. of those things. He was an enforcer of the old law. And then he starts distorting what is actually the true message with all this irrelevant historical stuff that he's just like, he's justifying his knowledge base through intermingling it with what is now a a radical new message. Well, I I don't view it like that. I see Paul, who was often
1: uh, not accepted as someone who was a credible preacher, given his history Mm. with Christianity, and now suddenly speaks for the movement, Um, having to help people understand what this conversion experience meant to him. Um, I mean, at one stage, I can't remember exactly where he says, you know, all that he had gained is Caesar's lost because of having found Jesus, or rather Jesus having found him. Mm. So his starting point, Uh, of the of the transformation that he goes through is jesus christ now that he has found jesus or jesus has found him he's able to look back to see what value there was in the experience of the past and where there was no value he discarded that but you know issues of the law he never discarded because that was there was a credibility in the law that was fulfilled in the lord jesus christ that still had meaning for the life of people now. Remember, the law is very much related to God seeking out a covenant, covenant in community. And um, through baptism, we are covenanted with God. So the, the, the Sermon on the Mount is, is 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 like a retelling, a renewal of the story of receiving that covenant on the Mount Moses. So in a way, for me, it's a con- continuum. But as you do that, you need to take away the things. Look, there's a lot of the things in your profession, too, and in other things where these things in the new world probably no longer really matters because they were for their time. But out of them, new things developed. Out of them, new ways of of approaching, of perceiving, of writing down facts, of you know, emphasize, because the end of the day, your audience needs to understand in the new world, what does it mean to live? How are we meant to live? Yeah. How are we meant to cope? How are we, you know, and, and in, in any society, a belief system is of necessity. The soul cries out for it. Um, because we, we can just have so much of the material um something is deeper on that that we hunger after so how does god reveal himself in, in the new world um and so we we able to find this going back to scripture reading it reading it also from as i as i said to people the the other day lots of people read scripture without context mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: and so they pre- they preach scripture as if scripture is the context of heaven and therefore the text is meant to prepare you for heaven.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, they forget that scripture was written in the context of this world. It's bound to the history of this world with the God of this world very much involved. We understand him to be eternal, but he is very much allowed himself to be caught up in the limitations of this world and yet bringing us meaning as to what how we could live this world in a, fa- in a favorable way to the benefit of everybody, the common good of all, if I can put it like that. So um, and I mean I think generally all good world people seek that. If I want to live good, then so must I have for my fellow beings. Now that has a, a unique um, faith um, a faith structure needed in order to do that. Um, in order to 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 and an ethical structure that is needed for all of that kind of thing, I find that in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, because in Him, for me, is the fulfillment of all things that for all time the reference point I have, and in the transfiguration story, I do find a confirmation now in the witness of of Peter, John, James, and John, that this Jesus comes to fulfill all the purposes this world was made for in his human experience drawing us from our broken humanity into a humanity in which we can recognize we share with one another in a humanity that instead of having um, you know um, make me an instrument of your peace as saint francis says where these hatred make me so love." Where there is injury, let me bring pardon. Mm. So that would be the kind of thing that I understand. I mean, I think the, that particular um, prayer of St. Saint, Saint Francis attributed to him gives us a, a kind of a parallel, is it a parallel, one would say, of what the Beatitudes were, yeah. of what the commandments are all about. You know, it connects me to God, but it also connects me to my fellow being. And therefore connects me to myself.
0: Mm. But so <laughs> it's interesting that, that, that you brought up the the, the idea of, of the poor conversion being kind of like he's how do I put it? Like like he's he's main like selling point for, for like credibility in, in, in that sort of thing. And I, I I think I think it's the obsession with the conversion that that gets my back up a little bit or at least that that's the red flag for me like the obsession with with, with with Paul is around this concept of conversion because Jesus and his direct disciples never preached conversion they were just preaching to people they were not about setting up a church like when he spoke to the woman at the well the Samaritan woman he never converted her like there's no real like besides him saying that you must like follow his ways or at least follow him which is just basically like <laughs> being a liquor person with everybody else uh, like there's, there's no there's no requirement to like completely become a christian you know
1: can i can i can i use um, I'm very naughty when I do this, but I love making comparisons with where you are in your work.
2: Yeah.
1: To bring out the themes you are just talking about now. So conversion.
2: Yeah.
1: A person goes to to, to college to learn journalism in order to become a journalist. Mm-hmm. But learning doesn't make you, because once you complete the course, you graduate, In journalism you Mm -hmm. still haven't become a journalist yeah so now they come to you who's the editor of a newspaper or whatever it is Mm -hmm. editing a magazine they drawn to the that which this magazine stands for now they come to meet the editor they come with skills based on academia that has formulated some things in their mind um, but now they're coming into this world in which they have to now be given space to see if this academia, this um, witness of the professor about what um, journalism is mm-hmm. and they come now and engage you that has been in the field for a very long time. It is in that field that they become journalists it is there where they are trained by the everyday workings of journalism yes. to become so some form of transformation or conversion that one could put in terms of their minds understanding mm-hmm. of what is it to be a journalist not just to have been trained in journalism, And it's out of them learning how to become a journalist that they can practice journalism. Um, Because in the field, from the witness of the editorial staff and those before them, they learn. Often they're not going to learn to be journalists simply by reading the books, they're going to learn when they look and observe Lindsay the journalist at his trade what he's picked up over the years what's the principles he lives by what is his faith narrative um in terms of this thing that they 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 tell so that they can learn how to get the story in order to tell the story
0: yeah but so, some form my, of conversion doesn't come with any real academic requirements. <laughs> 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 can, so what I'm, but, <laughs> it's more vocation.
1: Okay. But, but yeah, but the vocation demands, challenges us to conversion. And where does conversion have to happen? This is the point of conversion it's the change of the mind, mm. it's the renewal of the mind. And the mind or the heart are related in Biblical terms. So when we listen to Jesus, listen to His person, to His words and His teachings, Mm -hmm. our minds are shaped and developed by what we hear and what we see and the questions that we begin to ask about Him. So, So for me, conversion is an important part of growing important. It's part of our formation on an everyday basis. I mean, I may be be called a husband, but my wife would say, yes, you are my husband, but you still haven't changed in order to accommodate that part of what it means to be a husband. Mm. So in a way, I'm having to be shaped and changed. And it's difficult because I sometimes resist those things. I don't I don't want those things. But I think, you know, conversion probably is hand in hand with change. Especially conversion means repentance means a change of mind. A change of mind leads to a change of heart. Mm. And, and so yes, for me it's imperative that we recognize there was a soul who became a poor. Now what now what now do we deal with? When we listen to this soul, who had become a poor.
0: just the distortion and, of the two word, uh, and and I mean that 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 for me will always be the, the the problem. Is this? It's like you are given all of of the evidence needed to just make the Jesus philosophy, like the Sermon on the Mount, to make that your starting point. But there's this, and, and I mean, it's part of the human condition. Is this obsession with with the past? And and you were speaking earlier about like the the story of God, and like within the context of of the world at the time. And unfortunately, Israel or the, that Judea area was a very insignificant part in the in the grand scheme of like the world. It's it's, it's disproportionately represented in history
2: because
0: it's only the faith that came out of there like it's not a, a a center of economic power it wasn't the center of like agricultural power like it was fertile crescent adjacent um but like the roman empire for instance they were sourcing more resources from other regions like like judea was just this this little irritating problem that they had uh, because the empire needed to be maintained. Um, and, and if you look at it like that, then, then the history of, of God actually has nothing to do with the world. It's just like this tiny little piece of, of, of the world that, that everyone is now obsessed over because of the size of Christianity now. And then we conflate it, because like, there were millions of other people Massive societies, um, empires that formed in spite of what was happening in, in Israel. You know, like you could have erased that story from the map and you would still get to where we are as a world today. Maybe you actually get to a better place because then the, the bourgeoisie won't have the, the, the weapon of the Bible. Or at least the, the ammunition of the Bible to weaponize by printing popular texts and then controlling the narrative wholesale from publication to preaching to education.
1: So the question is why why is this why has this existed and why has the the, the story influenced so many lives over generations. uh, almost on every continent. And I'm not assuming that every tribe on this world knows because we don't know about the tribes so hidden in places that may not have even heard about the civilizations that Mm -hmm. have been developed around them. But but why is the story of Jesus such an incredible story?
0: so, so the, the point I'm making is that this, the story of Jesus is an incredible story but it's, it's wrapped up in like the Ten Commandments in, in, in this idea of like a vengeful God in, in those things that do nothing more than give power to the person who shapes the image of God so if you were a ruler at the time like let's say rome for instance like where the roman catholic church kept where the, the church as we know it today the modern church was codified by the romans it was it they saw this grassroots movement that was a, a rebel movement actually that spawned out of judea and then quickly caught fire um throughout the empire and then the greeks were also affected by it as well um and, and they were like, cool, how do we control, the? how do we use this and turn it into a weapon? And then it's like, cool, there's all this law stuff. So they were rapping with the Pharisees anyway. And they collude with the Pharisees and they establish this playbook, this blueprint for social control just to make sure that the people don't do the uprising, they stay happy, they stay on their knees and meek, and we keep preaching all these things to them, um, and the taxes just keep flowing in, and we shape their idea of God, and then sell it to them.
1: Yet you had in those times the breakaway desert fathers and mothers
0: mm-hmm.
1: who, who realized how how easily people could compromise uh, the Bible and, and its meaning, yeah. where, they, where they sought the simplicity of life. And so you have their story alongside that story, and you ask yourself, why did it matter to them when they broke away from how the world was distorting stuff? Mm. They still found meaning in the reading of Scripture, their, their narratives are equally important for us to read yeah. the lives of those, those people. And they suffered for it. They suffered for it because, you know, remember when, when, Martin, when Martin Luther nailed his 95 yeah. Theses to the Therese? The, for him, it, it went out around faith is what matters. Faith in the living God. And what did the church do? It silenced or tried to silence him. However, his, his message got out because you needed people who could stand up and say, "This is not what this is all about." You have them, uh, a, a rich man like 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 a CC, who sought the simplicity of living, uh, and saw it in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, and so modeled his life on on that. That's why you had um, all of these. Um, you know, communities that had been established in order to live a different life to that which was sadly being mooted by those who power who misuse things for their, for their own personal gain. So we look to the fathers and the mothers of the church when we look to a season like Lent. They, their lives are of attraction to us because they took spiritual disciplines to another level. They re- helped us to realize that um, living simply is what we are called to live. A beautiful statement, um, we must live simply so that others can simply live. So the faith is not about what I'm gaining. It's, a what, it's about me coming to the, to the, to the thing I said earlier on. It's about seeking the common good, which was, I think, the intention of God. Now, when you look at the common good, you see the valley of love, you see the valley of compassion, and who do you find in that? The person of Jesus. Whenever the Bible is misused and it sticks distorted, the person of Jesus always surfaces to bring us back. There was a theologian who, who when 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 he was asked by a student what does the message of the what is the message of the bible to you professor and he said it in these words that were translated into english um the bible is this uh, jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so
0: and i think that's a great place to end this uh, and, and i hope on this transfiguration sunday that we or at least the, the the people the listeners and and all christians uh, take a look at at, at at the distortion of the jesus message which i i will say even as an as an agnostic i i completely agree with um, but i think it, it's been it's been wrapped up in so much other things that can be cast off, and the the evidence in in this kind of story is is clear that that listen to Jesus and not not to the other stuff. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, please tell your friends about this. Um, we lost a few listeners over the the, the break period, uh, and we would like know the community a little bit more. As always, the choice verses are in the podcast description along with the palette And...